When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP, that's A-M-P, for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. The best food in the world isn't on your typical delivery apps. It's right down the street in your very own neighborhood. With Chef, you can enjoy authentic dishes from over 90 different countries, freshly prepared by your local neighbors and delivered right to your door. With over 1 million dishes served, your local cooks spend hours preparing your meals with care plus attention you won't find anywhere else. Explore a world of flavor today at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hot Off the Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I am your host, Samantha Bush, and this week is a great fucking week. We got Salt Lake City. We got Orange County. We got the Sex and City reboot. I mean, there's just been so many, so many exciting things going on. And I'm in New York. I am recording in my boss's bedroom because that's just like how we do it over here. But today I am joined by one of my favorite people, the controversial and hilarious person behind the Netflix social media account, Jared Wetzelman. How are you? I'm so good, Sam. How are you? I'm great. You're, I'm so excited to be able to talk to a living legend. Oh my gosh. I don't, know that, I don't know that everyone would think, think that, but I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this has been a very long time coming for you and I, I, you know, yes. I, you feel like my, my kindred Scorpio sister. I feel like we have oh a God. lot of just like shared interests. And so the fact that we can look at each other while talking to each other right now is a dream and a half. I know it's like, this is like you said, such a long time coming. You and I, like, we kind of fell in love over social media. Like I know as it happens these days, I feel like, I know. You know it's true. It's true. You just are like, I just think you're so funny and everything you post, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I was thinking. We have, it's, we have very similar opinions. Yes, it's true. Even outside like Bravo and Housewives. I feel like anytime yeah. you talk about like, you know, something in culture, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I think. It's like, if we lived in the same city, we would just be best friends, basically. We would be besties. And where, so where are you? So I live in Los Angeles. You can't really tell from oh the gray skies behind me right yeah. now. But the, I was like, <laughs> you, are you, where are you? <laughs> Yeah, you. I look more like I'm in Alaska. You look like you're in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, live in LA and just you know doing our thing over here at Netflix. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. So, are you at work right now? I am. I came to the office <laughs> because we have much better Wi-Fi than I do at home, and I didn't want anything to oh jeopardize the recording. No, I totally understand because when I was living in my old apartment, like I would wake up and my heart would sink when my phone would be like, "Keep trying Wi-Fi." 
Yep. And I'm like, oh, so Wi-Fi is down today. Okay, cool. I don't. It's not like I work from home and this is like my job or anything. It's totally fine. I know. Well, like a big, a big, a big part of my job is like posting trailers, and so you have to download them and then upload them to whatever platform. And you know, things that take 30 seconds in the office take like 10 minutes at home. And so I just keep calling AT&T, be like, "How do I get the Netflix Wi-Fi? Like, what's in the Netflix building, and why can't I have that in my home?" Exactly. But, like, what are you? What is Netflix doing that clearly? Well, we're uh, Netflix is doing a lot of things that I'm not. But, Netflix you know, is doing a lot. You know. So you are the person that does Netflix social media. Well, not all of it. I run the Netflix US Twitter and Twitter. Facebook. Yes. That's like importante. That's very important. And you started some controversy. I know. I live I, for like some Twitter controversy. I really do. Because Twitter, despite me having like an Instagram, Twitter is my favorite social me, media platform. Me too. Me too. I can't quit it. It's like so toxic. And I, I get how people hate it. But it also, to for me, it's the funniest social media platform. For like, sure. It makes me laugh so hard. And you tweeted some housewives opinions on this netflix i know and it's so what's so funny sam is that it started so innocently because it It wasn't like jared it always does i know i should know better it's not like i like did it to everyone it was just a reply to someone three like three replies into a thread i was like it didn't even dawn on me that anyone would see it but yeah, like for those who don't know, but I, I don't know, yeah. I feel like any housewife friend that doesn't at this point, someone asked yeah. me as Netflix, like who your favorite housewives are after I replied to someone uh, saying Mary Cosby deserved a comedy special on Netflix. And I just, you know, simply replied with who my personal favorite housewives are. And like, look, maybe some of them are in the moment, like, right, like I think I could go back and forth on Garcelle being my Beverly Hills pick. I'm obsessed with Garcelle. I think she's amazing on that show. I also think this was a tough season for everyone on Beverly Hills in a good way. Like it was a phenomenal season, for sure. but I don't feel like I came out of it being like, Oh, I love these women more because of this season necessarily. Right. Like I think, yeah, I think Kyle and Dorit and Rinna were, kind of two-faced with their Erica relationship. I certainly didn't come out of this season liking Erica more. I think Crystal, right. who, I'm, who I love, is new. Kathy's not an actual housewife. And right. so that really left Sutton and Garcelle thinking about that. And, you know, I just, I love the way that Garcelle approaches the show, the women, all of that. But, you know, the the one that um, got me in a little trouble was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> was please, when please I... share. Well, when we were talking about New Jersey and I said that Melissa is my favorite housewife on New Jersey. Oh, what a take. What a take. Well, it's so funny because like, I don't feel like I thought it was such a take when I said right. it. And, and I will say there have been a lot of people who have come to my defense and said, like, I love her. I love her. I love her. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I mean, look, I, I, I mean, I, I said this in so many words as Netflix and then it got so bad. I was like, I have to stop engaging. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah. talk about this You're anymore. Disengaging. I, I was disengaging. Yes. I, I, it was just that, look, I think that Melissa is an unsung glue of that show. Because if you think about it, Real Housewives of New Jersey, unlike any other franchise, is a city built on family. 
right? Like family is like the core of that show. It started with, you know, the Loritas and the Manzos and the Judiches or whatever, whatever, whatever they're calling it now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But it started with family and like the husbands were always a part of it. And for Teresa, her family has always been front and center. Her husband, her kids, her parents Mm -hmm. were on the show. May they rest in peace. But the thing is her Teresa's relationship with Joe, her brother, and by extension, Melissa, has been a focus of this show since season four, right? Melissa came in in three or four. Three. Three. Yeah, three. Since season three. And listen, that was some of the darkest times oh. ever in a Housewives franchise. And we're talking about a we're talking about housewives, which are like people have like committed suicide, you know, like, like, but like what was happening that I like that ski chalet therapist thing where they oh my god where melissa's on her knees being like stop hurting my family and the joes are fighting and joe's hair dye is on the wall like that's dark as hell and so dark and if you think about it i don't feel like Teresa has actually changed her opinion of melissa i think what has happened is Teresa has lost both of her parents and now her husband also and has realized that Joe is all she has. And so she wants to keep the relationship with her brother. She needs to be kind to her sister-in-law, right? Mm -hmm. So I think Teresa thinks that, but doesn't really do anything about that. Whereas Melissa, to me, sees how much that relationship hurt her husband, right? What was going on, Mm -hmm. like really pained Joe. And so for me, Melissa has basically gone above and beyond to befriend Teresa, to do kind things she to tries. Teresa. She tries. She really does. Mm-hmm. You see it on Ultimate Girls Trip too. You know, like yeah. Melissa is the one who makes the effort. Teresa is the rock and Melissa is, you know, the person who goes to the rock essentially. And mm-hmm. so for me, I said that Melissa is the, the glue that holds New Jersey together because if Melissa decided Teresa's a piece of shit, I am not having a relationship with this person. Joe would not have a relationship with this person. And then what is Teresa doing on this show that's about family? You know, I totally agree. I think Melissa d- doesn't get the, doesn't get her flowers. Like, I, I don't agree. think she gets the respect that she deserves. Yeah. So I agree with you for sure. And the thing about Melissa that I feel terrible for, and I feel like, how do you not resent your husband a little bit? I feel like she has yeah. to. Sure. Is like, she's always having to like, turn the other cheek it's yes, like but yes. Teresa has done the really really horrible things to her several horrible. things to her and like not just once like we're talking over for and years. over and over and for years we didn't see on the show too like there's right. like years before Melissa was on the show she was doing all that stuff to her as well I know it's like Teresa and Joe had like a very interesting dynamic i mean i'm an only child so i don't know how siblings i mean maybe this is normal it's not we don't behave like that (laughs) okay it feels a little like it's just like it's interesting to me when i see them interact like if they're in a fight or something you see them revert back to being kids and i do think a lot of that was the jockeying for love from the parents as well. Right. Cause I think if, yes. I mean, if you remember like the christening, like the parents clearly played favorites, which certainly did not help any situation. Right. I mean, I, I should also say that I am deeply as a gay man, deeply attracted to Melissa and Joe. I find them to be like so the, sec- the sec, one of the sexiest couples on the show. If Joe was like so a hot. little bit taller, maybe he would he's be a, sort he's of a short King. He he's is a, a short king. king. I know. So it's like, but I'm also very attracted to them. I think oh, she's really yeah. fun. But I think the thing that I realized in this kerfuffle on social media is that Teresa is very much like Lisa Vanderpump in the way that their fans 
much like Teresa herself, cannot have an intellectual conversation no. that does anything to acknowledge some fault in the person they Never. love, right? Because like, what the Teresa fans see New Jersey as the Teresa show and yeah. everyone else is on the Teresa show. So if you're not on Teresa's side, you have no business mm -hmm. being on the show. If you're not working for Teresa, if you're not doing her, yes. like, I think that's why they hate Jackie so much, who I actually think is an awesome housewife, who's just made the repeated mistake of trying to have an intellectual conversation with Teresa. Yeah. And I'm glad that they finally acknowledged that last season where I think it was Dolores and Melissa were like, you're trying to use logic right. here with her. And like, that's just not going to happen because she doesn't understand it. Exactly. <laughs> and and it, for me, it's frustrating seeing lots of Housewives fans only see things in like black and white. Totally. Like where I can like Teresa on Girls Trip and see this new side to her or this yeah. fun side or something. And I can tweet about it. And then people tweet back at me like, you like hated her last season. I'm like, right. I don't hate anybody. There's a Except few people Kelly I Dawn. hate. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, let's make that clear. But I'm allowed to like, we're all allowed to have these differing opinions. Of and like, course. I don't see things black and white. I see it all very gray. Like, I just see... You know, Jackie was just trying to make an analogy that was, I mean, the world was divided. I, mean, I you know, I know. I don't crazy think times. I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen a, a nation so yeah. divided over something like Candace and Monique. I mean, I truly, I was like, oh, wow, here we go. Like, I was yeah. dreading that fight because I was like, I know what side yeah. people are going to take. And yeah. I'm not on that side. And it was like, it was hell. I was fighting for my life. Yeah, I remember that. That was a dark time for you. And it's, it's it was interesting. <laughs> it was. Continues to be. Continues to be a dark time. Well, but I think Candace that's, that's is hard to Candace is hard to stand. She that's is, the thing. She makes it difficult to have her back. You know, like we, we get, she makes it really hard. This is where we get Chris Bassett. You know, like we understand where he's coming from. He's like, it's hard to defend my wife. Yeah, he's like, she loves an adjective. Right. Oh my. You know, and then you know, then you get into the hypocrisy of it all. Like Housewives yeah. has said. I mean, we could we could literally talk about this for days, but I really want to get into. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. Oh, I would love to talk about Salt Lake City. Personally, I think they took way too long getting into yeah, the gen shot. I, I agree. Like, I, I agree. The fact that like I was supposed to care about this who I don't even remember her name. Oh, you're talking about Sarah. the one. Is that the, is the cousin of Whitney? Is that who you're talking about? The, like the the cousin. The cousin that was cousin. like yeah, the one who was Jen's friend, Lisa's friend. Yes, I'm yeah. like that was this. I was like that was this I mean, season. That feels like it was six months ago. I mean, that's because well. Also, one episode of How of Salt Lake is now 90 minutes, like, if not more, which mm -hmm. great, grateful for that. That is crazy to think about. It yeah. does feel so like, long that ago. happened this season. So I'm like, now that we jumped into the Jen Shaw, like now I feel yeah. like we're in it. Like we're, we're in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do you stand? Like, what what are yeah. your thoughts? On, on Jen's alleged crimes? Yes. I mean, OK, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. And, the, and I, oh, I would like also yeah. to preface... Everything I say has nothing to do with the opinions of Netflix. These are all the opinions yeah. of, my, yes. of me, Jay Weisselman, to be clear, to be clear. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I believe Jen absolutely 100% knew what was happening, was complicit in it, and was probably also, she might not have been the ringleader, 
but I think she knew every single thing that was happening. Mm -hmm. And I believe she's 100% guilty of what she's being accused of. (laughs) Allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly. We're just going to throw the word alleged every couple words. (laughs) But what I find so much more fun to talk about this than Erica is that Jen is charged. Right. Like this isn't something that's being investigated. Like Uh the, the FBI has already been like, no, baby girl, or we got yeah. you. That's the thing. It feels like they have her dead to rights. And now you've got Stu basically like pleading guilty, which means he obviously took a deal. So he's going to turn on her, which makes a lot of sense. I feel like she's in a lot of trouble. I mean, I feel like it, she's fucked. I feel like she, I do too. And here's like, the crazy thing to me, Sam. Here's what I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand. Forget continuing to film the season, right? Because like that's, mm-hmm. I can, I can understand how maybe her lawyers would allow that. But like, yeah. she's doing Bravo after shows. She's doing, you know what I mean? Like that. Oh no, I know. Like she's that to appearances. me. She's on social media, like saying that yeah. she's, it, like, she's acting wild. She's acting crazy. She's crazy. And I, I don't get that. Like that to me is very similar to what everyone was accusing Erica of, which was, why are you not more contrite? Like I, I get it a little bit with Erica, like where, like where she was coming from with Jen. I'm like, you 100% need to be more contrite. You're acting like a crazy person and you're defending like all these things that you definitely did too. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. Like, and just to watch the Homeland security, like I have chills even talking about it. I mean, even talking about it. I know to watch the women sit on this bus and yeah. in the windows, you can see Homeland security walking up and they have no idea. That, I'm like, who, whoever rigged that one camera in the bus that had the angle of like Whitney and the window should get mm-hmm. every cinematography award that exists in the entire yes. world. Absolutely. I mean, it was cinema like, and Truly. then where do you stand with Whitney? Because I really struggle with her. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I don't think she's wrong, but I think she has this like obsession with Lisa Barlow. Like, yes. I think she just wants Lisa to love her. And Lisa's like, <laughs> you talk like a baby. I don't yeah. know how to have a conversation with you. You're fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's strange. So I, I got into it a little bit yesterday on Twitter <laughs> with Queens okay. of Bravo about this very specific, very, very same issue. Okay. I'm. I'm really loving Whitney this season. Last season, I was kind of like, I didn't dislike her, but I did like her, but I wasn't, she wasn't like anywhere near like the top of the rankings for me on SLC. And now she's like, goes back and forth between one and two based on the episode. The thing Mm -hmm. is, I I agree with you that she's, her obsession with Lisa is a bit all encompassing. However, Mm -hmm. um, put yourself just for a moment in Whitney's shoes. And this is what I also believe. This is what I believe about Lisa. I believe Lisa is not owning all of the behind the scenes machinations that she's doing. I 100% believe that thing about the caterer. I think Lisa bringing Whitney to that dinner and having the caterer immediately say that was very intentionally done on Lisa's part. Lisa doing, having that whole conversation about Cameron's mortgaging the house and then running down to Mary to pin it on Whitney. Like, and then having Cameron say that stuff to Meredith at the Fresh Wolf party, like mm-hmm. Lisa is doing all of the stuff that Whitney yeah. is accusing her of doing. 
So yeah. like, so, so imagine feeling so gaslit in the situation when you continue to have the exact thing you are saying this person is doing happen over and over mm-hmm. and over. I, I believe Whitney would love to talk about something other than Lisa Barlow, but Lisa Barlow continues to do these like grand schemes that all are surrounding Whitney and making her look bad. So it's kind yeah. of like, Yes, she is obsessed with Lisa, but that's also because Lisa is obsessed with her because Whitney is the only person I believe who actually has Lisa's number. I, and I think yeah. Lisa doesn't like that. I don't think Lisa likes having Whitney on the show because it's someone who sees her for who she is. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Yeah, but I agree. it's like it's hard to watch because it's like it does get a little exhausting being like, well, Lisa did this and Lisa did this and Lisa did this. And it was like she did do that. But like she's not going to own it. So it's like, that's what I find so fascinating about this dynamic in particular is because like I said, like Lisa's bad at lying. She's bad at covering things up. She leaves all of her tracks out. Like she leaves, you know, yes. yes. Like she makes it all very obvious that like she's doing this. Yeah. And yet I'm not mad at her about it. (laughs) Like, I don't know why oh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at her either. I'm Thank God like, she's doing all of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I find it fascinating to watch her. Like, have you seen the videos of her with her sons? Like where she mouths what she tells them to say? Yes. And this is what I mean. Like, she's I'm like Lisa. She, so, you know, I mean, you know what I think happens? And I think what happened was, you know, for years, Lisa was running Salt Lake City with, you know, yeah. her Vita and her questionable Mormonism. I, I don't really get I don't really get that, by the way. Like we never really dug Mormon into. 2. Yeah, like that's a, I, don't I don't think that's either. allowed. Um, but I I don't I don't um, Mormons don't seem like they bend the rules a lot. Like no, I don't think it's like not, not at all. a religion just, where you can do that. So I was like, what what is this? Yeah, it seems pretty like cut and dry. And otherwise you're in outer darkness with Heather. Yeah. And, and you know, with Sundance. So she was like running the town. So I think mm-hmm. Lisa made the mistake of feeling like all her tricks that had worked for years mm-hmm. in manipulating these people and running this town would work on reality television as well. But the problem is we see all of it in a much different way. The public stage, your grand designs are put on, put a greater microscope on them. So we're see- so people are starting to see you for who you actually yeah. are. And you have people reaching out to the other housewives who know Lisa, be like, oh, she did this to me. <laughs> like that probably wouldn't happen if she yeah. wasn't on the show. You know, yeah. but, and, and I just feel like, to me, Lisa has all the makings of being an all-time great housewife. I just wish she could find a way to own what she was doing a little yeah. bit more. Just a just little, a little bit. bit, just a little bit. And listen, yeah. still lie about stuff if you want. Like, I mean, we're, all the housewives <laughs> are lying about something. This, I don't need right. truth on this show. What I, yeah. what I can't stand is yet one more housewife city where I'm screaming at a woman named Lisa, just own what you're doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's a curse. It's like Lisa Barlow, Lisa Vanderpump, Lisa Ren. I'm just like screaming at these women. Just own it. Just own it. And yeah. we'll be fine. Yeah. I know. I really do agree with you. And that's, I just, there's something about Whitney that I just can't like wrap my head around and I don't know what it is. And it's not that I dislike her. I just, I'm just like, I don't I, get it. what she, I don't get it. I don't get her whole thing. But, um, I also am really struggling this season with the Mary Colt situation. I am too. I really am with you. What's struggle? What's bumping for you? There's something that seems so odd to me that mm-hmm. we're questioning this woman's religion and her yeah. church and yes. the backdrop of the show is Mormonism. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't really get this. And I also think it's strange. I don't think Mary thinks she's God. I think she's right. a pastor. Is she? A, I think she's a pastor. Yeah, yeah Sister I Mary. believe so. I believe so. And I don't know. I just don't like it. She said something to me very telling in this last episode that makes me kind of agree with you, which is when they were in, I think in the kitchen after the big fight and Mary was getting really upset. She Mm -hmm. said, I don't think I'm God. I worship the God in me. Mm -hmm. And to me, that makes sense. Cause I think that's what a lot of religious people do. Candidly, I'm not a religious person. And I'm not either. So I'm like, I don't really know. But I'm also very envious of people who get a lot of solace from religion. I think that must be a very comforting feeling to feel totally. sort of like a larger presence in some way, whatever way you need. And so I, I would imagine that is kind of what a lot of religious people feel, right? I'm, there's, there's a part of God in me and that's what I worship. Mm-hmm. I, for me, the issue is less that Mary thinks she's God. And the bigger issue is that she's using her church as some kind of pyramid scheme, essentially. Right. And like, the, the gift giving. Oh, my. The bribery, the women, you mean? The, the, bri- the bribery? Yes. The, the Louis you. Vuitton the bribery. bribery. <laughs> the bribery. When she was giving these gifts I, to everyone but Whitney. Yeah. I was like, this woman is. Uh, I've never seen anyone like Mary Cosby, Miriam Cosby. Never, and ever. She, like and we never will again. And I, mean, I think she has so much darkness. Like, I don't think you oh, can marry yeah. your step-grandfather. Oh my god. Right. But it's very dark. She clearly hates her son. She hates her life. She is very miserable. And these women are questioning her church. And now she's giving them bribes. Well, I but again, going back to what we were saying before. Look at Whitney being the one who was like, what did you get? What did you get? What, like, we would not mm-hmm. have, we would not have put that together yeah. if Whitney wasn't the one calling it out. And so like, that was part of my conversation with, on Twitter oh. the other day was like, mm-hmm. Whitney is driving a ton of story this season, whether passively yes. or actively, she is at the center of almost every major drama on the show with the exception of Jen being a piece of shit and bullying Brooks on social media. Like that's really the only one she's not in. This Meredith situation, there's a baby here. Meredith um, is really losing me this season. I have to be completely honest with you. I I was obsessed with her last year, obsessed with her this season. I'm like, I don't, get what the fuck she's so upset about. Like, I I understand what she was originally upset about, yes. but the fact that she dragged it on and is like, she's coming for my family. I'm like, what? Right. Like, she liked a tweet about your son and called him a twink. I love that she didn't apologize for it and had to say like, I know twink is not a derogatory word. I know. I was like, but, oh my God. But then she disabled her Twitter recently. I know. I saw that. that the other day. Well, Look, I mean, I, I think I think there's like a one weird thing here that like we maybe aren't thinking about. I wonder if we would not be as turned off by Meredith, by Meredith's sort of like insistence on talking about this if she didn't pronounce family so strangely. I think it just it I think it feels like we hear it so much because she's always saying my family. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. the, her pronunciation makes it feel like more of a thing, but I it's hard because I understand the desire to protect your children, but I also feel like 
you're the one who brought these children onto a reality show for the yeah. world and, you know, have them on your TikTok and have them on, you know what I mean? Like you're, mm -hmm. you are choosing to make them public figures. Do I think anyone should be bullied for their sexuality or theoretical sexuality? Of course not. I think what Jen did yeah. was awful. I think also mm -hmm. Jen's inability to own it, her inability to own anything, including the crime she allegedly committed oh is very frustrating, but I think Meredith is kind of losing the plot a little bit this season in a way that I agree with you. Although I will say her being in that bathtub for an entire episode was kind of iconic. Iconic. And just like yelling for people to come find her. She was like, you're getting closer. You're getting and warmer I was like, to one of the strangest like, things you're ever going to walk in on. I was like, Meredith, what's going on? So have you heard the rumors, mm. the alleged rumors between about Meredith and Jen? Well, no, I don't. I don't know. Okay, so there's a rumor going around. Okay, that Meredith and Jen were both hooking up with the same man in New York City. Oh, is this the Harry Dubin rumor? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's Harry Dubin. Oh, I think people oh, okay. were joking. <laughs> oh, okay, that it okay, would okay be thank Harry, God. <laughs> but I don't think it actually is. But there's this rumor that oh, like they are sleeping with the same man or having an affair or something. Would, would that be the guy that Jen was alluding to in season one when she was working out with Whitney? Yeah. Oh. I know. And I believe, like, I believe Meredith probably was seeing other people. I I mean, I feel like she as much kind of said that, right? Like, to I some think degree. she did too. Yeah. I think to Seth, she was like, yeah, we're going to see other people. But I don't know. I just think this season has been really, really good now that, like, we're picking up. I feel like it's the reunion is going to be amazing. Delicious. I mean, so here's my question. Do you oh. think um, Jen can go to the reunion? If I'm Jen's lawyers, am I going to put her in a situation where I don't know what questions are going to be asked? I don't know what she's going to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm yeah. unsure if Jen, I mean, I know she can physically go. She's not in prison yet. Oh, but okay. Like, I don't, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Sorry, sorry. No, no, I just, I just don't know like that her, I think it's one thing to film the show and it's one thing to do these Bravo after shows, but to be in a room where they, especially after what we saw Andy do to Erica, you know, Jen's going to get way worse because those are her alleged crimes. Unlike her husband's alleged crimes. Right. I don't know. That's a great question. In my mind, I was like, there's no fucking way she's going to miss it because I think she's so yeah. narcissistic and delusional oh, totally. that she will force yeah. her way in there. But yes. as for her lawyers, like they'll probably be like, you are banned from going to the reunion. <laughs> They're just going to keep dropping her. not like, allowed. <laughs> like the last episode of Salt Lake City was truly one of the best episodes of Housewives I've seen in a long time. Like there was so, I hung on, I hung on every fucking word. It, but it, it just, it had so many levels. Like it, it just, it was, it wow. was the, the it was the it was the getting there. It was the day altogether. It was then like the the costumes, and then the fire conversation, and then the Mary conversation in her bedroom, and then like have and then the reveal that they went into Heather's room, and then the conversation that like it was just so many. I I truly didn't think they were gonna have a moment before they left. They're like, let's all come together and squash this. I thought it was gonna be kind of like disparate threads that kind of continued right. when they left, and to have that like that showdown you know was it was so crazy bad. and then but, heather just like manically just like i have to leave like i have to get I, out of here whitney we have to leave i i get where heather is coming from i am someone oh, what are your who, thoughts on heather i loved her in season one i think she got a little too into her like high on her own supply after like the rihanna a little, stuff too and the reunion. a little bit not as bad 
but I think but. she's walked it back and I really enjoyed her this season. I think that, but for me, honestly, I just don't know how, like, but that's also where like Whitney has risen for me, where Heather has kind of fallen is that she's gotcha. kind of like, they've kind of swapped in my estimation, right. but you know, it's just, it's been a fucking iconic, amazing, like all time season. And it's their second amazing. season. I know it's so good. And the thing that just confuses me about Heather is like, I've never met a woman who seems so confused by things that are very obvious. <laughs> like when she was like, do you think Jen knew that this was happening? Yeah. And there Whitney and Lisa there. were like, they were like, are you fucking serious? Like, does she knew? And they're like, she's like, so you don't think coach has internal bleeding? <laughs> they're like, are you dumb? Like, I think I, there's, I'm I think she lacks a worldliness. Yeah. I think she yeah, lacks like a she, worldliness, you know, like it she makes me laugh was in, you know, her, her parents' house and then her husband's house and the church. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I feel like she probably didn't get out much and experience the world and, you know, get to develop those street smarts that mm -hmm. others have. So we're watching her kind of, ha it happened in real time. Yeah. But that is, but that is the one thing I will say I do like about Heather is that whether because of that or not, she does tend to see the best in people until proven wrong, which I think yeah. is a blessing and a curse, especially on a show like this. Especially when you're dealing with Jen Shaw, who... Oh, God, I mean... A.K.A. Jennifer Shaw, as Meredith refers to her only. Je my Jennifer Shaw. Like, it's Jennifer so... Shaw. Jennifer Shaw. Well, I say this all the time. The women on Salt Lake City have such unique voices, every it's single one of them. Nuts. It's it's nuts like they all have like Whitney has a unique voice Meredith's like cadence so she like yeah speaks it, sometimes like it's even Lisa it, like even the way Lisa talks is crazy oh like my God. It's, and the thing is like none of those are truly regional dialects do you know what I no. mean like they're just I'm like they're I don't know where these people came from yeah they're just like produced in a housewife lab and they're like let's give her this voice that sounds great love it so much. Yeah. Enjoy quality homemade meals without the hassle. With Chef, you can choose from thousands of authentic dishes prepared with care by the best local cooks in your community, all made with fresh ingredients and delivered right to your door. It's like your own personal chef with an unbeatable variety. Explore cuisines from over 90 different countries from Mexico to Thailand and more at chef.com. That's chef with an S dot com. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice.
And you know what else I love? Mm. Real Houses of Orange County. Oh, no. who would have thought? Who would have thought we ever who said that? Who would have thought? Because Mr. Netflix social media running Twitter, yeah. you excluded Orange County out of your list. Oh, intentionally. Intentionally, Intention- of course. Because it's Be- been trash. Because it's been gross. And look, I, for, you know, I will say this for me personally, OC was a very late city that I added to my repertoire. I think it probably was. I started when Bro- I started when the Brooks cancer thing happened because I was hearing oh. about it and I was like, oh, I got to I got to check this out. But it's always been a bit of a tough city because I always felt like I was watching women who would gay bash me. Um, okay. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so allegedly. Yeah. And so I I so that was always kind of tough. That that for me is the biggest cognitive dissonance city to kind of watch. Right. You have to really put yeah. out of your mind like who these women are and all of that. That said, mm-hmm. when it was good, it was great. I mean, those those yeah. Megan King Edmonds seasons when she was exposing Vicky for the piece of shit she is are some of my favorite seasons of television. It's so good. And like early Shannon and David, like Oof. those seasons to me are so good. And then it fell off like very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't watch last season. I have no idea what was going on there. I made a conscious choice last season, I think, as I think a lot of people did to say, I'm not watching anything Kelly Dodd is on, I, you no. know, to to misquote Tyra Banks, get that woman off my television. I'm not watching that. And that's really right. how I felt. I just she's such a bad person. She's such a monster. She's it's, such a just yeah. gross, gross. I, I just I couldn't I couldn't bring that into my world. You know, I couldn't. And especially because the timing of which that season was filmed yeah. was like. COVID, Black Lives Matter protests, like so much was going on. And I think all of us really went through it in 2020. And I was like, I cannot take that on right now. Like, I, I can't bring myself to even watch it as entertainment because it's not, it's not entertainment. Like, this isn't funny. I don't think watching a woman like think COVID is not real. Like, I can't do that. I, it was just too much. I was like, I'm not watching this. I made, like you said, the the conscious decision. I was like, I'm not watching this woman. But what really frustrates me about some housewives fans, I have to say, is this comparison of Kelly Dodd and Bronwyn. Like I see a lot more hate towards Bronwyn than I do Kelly. And I'm like, but Kelly's like actually like a bad person. Bronwyn's just like a fame addict. Right. I say this with, no judgment at all. Okay. All, the, all the love in the world. Everything we say okay. is with love. I of think course. there's probably a lot of OC watchers who agree more with Kelly Dodd's life choices than agree with Bronwyn's life choices. And I think that's just a simple fact. I mean, I think, yeah. I don't think, you know, I know for sure not every Housewives fan watches every city, right? People choose right. their favorites. They have their favorites. So if OC is a city you really like, which I have, I do and have, there's probably a chance that some percentage of that audience identifies with those women. And if you identify with those women, Kelly is one of those women to some degree. I mean, Kelly is very much like a lot of people in OC, right? We're not wearing masks. This isn't real. Like black lives don't, don't matter. Things like that. 
you know, I'm going to dress as a Native American for Halloween. And my husband is going to dress as Alec Baldwin, who just killed like as a, it, it's so gross. It's just, they're just like it's disgusting. They're so, they're they're, they, deserve each, they, they deserve each other so much. I feel I bad for Jolie. I mean, I really do that. Like poor Jolie. Poor Jolie. Like, I hope she's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, so I really tapped out. But then when I heard that Heather Dubrow was coming back, I, I was mean, like, okay. How I got to give another chance. How do you not? I love Heather so much. And I yeah. think she went out on like such a weird note. She loved because Kelly joined the show. Kelly joined basically. the show and like it kind of showed Heather being more like stuck up or they yeah. people thought she was snobby, whatever. And I was just like, what? so annoying. But now she's back and yes. better than ever. Oof, I'll tell you. I mean, I tweeted this today, but. It took Heather Dubrow two episodes to fix what Kelly spent three seasons dismantling. It's unbelievable. Yeah. She's the best. I know. I saw that tweet and I was like, God damn it. I was like, he's coming on the pod today. Thank God. <laughs> and I like Heather to me is just Orange County. Like, and the way that she handled this whole Nicole situation. Ooh, we got to talk about that. Iconic. Unbelievable crisis management in the moment. She should I teach mean, a class. She needs, I mean, I don't want another celebrity as a president, but I wouldn't be a president. <laughs> Heather DeBro knows what's up. Listen, let's put one of those like champagne buttons in the White House. It would definitely be an improvement. It would be an improvement. And just the way that she handled this whole Nicole thing, I was yeah. like, is she going to be mad at Nicole? Yeah. But when her and Terry DeBro marched their little asses to that room where Nicole was sitting and he was like, you sued me. I I had chills. Chills, but I didn't know I didn't know what was going to happen. We I didn't know where this was going to go. I did. Could it go bad? Could it go left? Could it go right? I didn't know. Here's the genius of Heather and Terry Dubrow. Here okay. is why Heather and Terry Dubrow have that house, have all those wonderful kids, have the lives they have. Heather went upstairs and shit herself when that happened. She was right. Cameras down. Party's over. I'm leaving the show. Goes upstairs talks to Terry and Terry says, wait a minute. So a woman on your show, which all these people are watching because it's the premiere essentially. Right. Has brought, have brought to light that she sued me for a botched plastic surgery. Here's what we need to do. We need to go downstairs, be kind to this woman and get her to say on camera that she dropped the suit. Cause I didn't do anything wrong to maintain my reputation and my business. Oh. And so they go downstairs immediately are so kind to her to immediately get what they need. They are, they are treating her exactly the way she never thought that they would, she would be treated by Ever. them. So kind. Oh my God, you're this person. Oh, that's so crazy. Why didn't you tell me? Well, you did drop the lawsuit, right? Yes. I dropped the lawsuit. You didn't do anything wrong. Oh yeah. It happens all the time. Don't worry about it. You're, we still love you. They're never speaking to that woman again. She will Ever. never be on the show again, Dead. but they Dead got, mother. but they got on camera on the show that her, her lawsuit was without merit, was dropped, mm -hmm. and Terry did nothing wrong, which is yeah. exactly what they needed to do in order for the reputations to be intact. It was genius, genius, genius. strategy. When Heather kissed Nicole on the forehead, oh my I God. was like... It was like a kiss of death in a Godfather movie. I was like, yeah, I was like, this woman is dead to her. <laughs> dead. Like, fucking dead. dead. Like, goodbye. Dead. But, See ya. But, but that's why Heather is so smart. And this is why... I, I, I always feel there comes a point in a housewife's career when they kind of need to retire. Not, they don't really bring things to the show in the same way right. they once did, which is where I feel Shannon is right now. I don't feel like Shannon 
needs to be on the show at all. But yeah. like Heather is such a great housewife because Heather understands that if you don't do the thing on camera, you can't make it a huge part of the show. Yeah. She knows there's no point in doing all this behind the scenes politicking and machinations because it gets less camera time. Mm-hmm. If you have every conversation, every fight, every confrontation on camera, you will be on the camera, on show, on air all the time. All the time. It's what you need to do, I think, to be the kind of housewife that Heather is. Yeah, I think that was so genius. I just have to tell you, I could listen to you talk about housewives for eternity. (laughs) But I also think my issue with Shannon is I think she came on the show and was so honest about her life, like with David and like everything was going Uh, on. And I think she really bled out. Yeah. But now, yeah. Now I think there's something going on with Shannon. Yeah. And no, we're not talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what I'm saying. I think Uh listeners will get what I'm saying. Uh There's clearly been a thread through her entire career on Housewives that like it needs to be addressed and it's just not getting addressed. So then it, it, it just kind of bubbles over and then no one, like, it's, it's almost like we don't want to touch it because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating as a viewer too. Right. I think it's, I think, you know, it's why, you know, you have a lot of these housewives who could be full-time, but are only, are only friend of because they won't share enough of their lives. You know, um, you know, Sutton last season, her kids couldn't be on the show. So she couldn't like, you know, there's all these like rules and stuff that they have. I think also Shannon probably, is struggling with the fact she is now the old woman on a very young franchise. You know, Dr. Jen, Emily, Gina, Noella, and Heather are significantly younger than Shannon is, who Shannon already has so many complexes about her looks and her age and her physicality. Yeah, and so I don't think that's helping. You know what I mean? And I don't think, and I don't think it helps to sort of see the actual friendships that they have like Emily and Jean have such a real friendship. And I think mm-hmm. Shannon, like obviously her and Tamara were fractured beyond repair, like yeah. in the last couple of seasons. And mm-hmm. it's been a very long time since Shannon has been on, has been on housewives where she had a true friend for the season, which I think makes her feel constantly on the outs and othered and just, yeah. you know, not, not secure in her status as it were. Totally. And for me, this episode, Emily Simpson, I felt went over the top. Oh my God. Like, and, and I was then like, some. I was like, what's going on right now? It felt so big. And I'm like, why it, is this happening? It, it, it kind of took remind- me out of it for a second. I was like, wait, yeah. what's going it, on right now? And what's weird is I don't think it was performative. I think she was genuinely having that insane reaction. I know. <laughs> it, it reminded me of when she, when Kelly Dodd was calling Shane an idiot and Emily just ran over. She's like, that's my husband. I'll fucking kill you. Like in yeah. her very first season, it was like, it was that same energy of like, you're escalating so fast and for no yeah. real reason. Yeah. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. I, I mean, I think that, I mean, Obviously felt disrespectful, right? That she was like, although, okay, wait, sorry, just quick pause. How yeah. fucking hilarious was it when she, when she was like, you sit down and she's like, I'm literally sitting down right now. You yeah, know? Like, and, but, and Nicole kept saying it and saying her and were like, but she's like literally sitting. She's like, literally <laughs> sitting. 
So, yeah, but I think I, I just think I think Emily felt disrespected. And frankly, I think Emily is yeah. disrespected in a lot of parts of her life, mostly her home life with her terrible husband. And so oh I think God. it's probably a trigger for her, you know, when someone disrespects her that she can sort of stand up to the irony mm-hmm. being that she's so much taller than Shane. But like, you know, yeah. I think she tends to like go overboard because she's got a lot of built up hostility for people like not like disrespecting her, basically. No, I totally agree with you there. And then. Dr. Jen, I don't know what it is about her, but I'm obsessed with her. And I yeah. don't know why, because I don't know much about her. I feel like I I feel like I've seen her before. Like she feels very familiar to me. And I, I can't really figure out what it is. I think I just like I like this. It reminds me of old school Orange County of like mm. of like a Vicky being like, I yes. work. Yes. I have a business. I yes. have a business before I came onto this show. I'm successful prior to coming onto this show. And her husband seems to be a deadbeat. I mean, but also doing something, right? He, like those luxury Isn't property, it? right? I mean, he, well, didn't they say he like owns luxury properties in like tropical yes. locations or something? Which, listen, worked well for Mauricio, but it does. He, <laughs> he does. There is something about him with the constant shirtlessness and the dog that feels very kept husbandy, which so honestly, kept. which great. I mean, honestly, if Dr. Jen is so successful that she can right. basically have like her husband boy toy, who's like hot still, and she can just do with whatever she wants, like, Talk about goals. Like, I'm here for that. When he, like, walked in with Mr. Puppers restaurant. I know. I'm like, I can't tell if I hate him or love him. I don't know if she knows. I'm right there with you. It's very, like, Ken Todd. It's like, why are you always bringing this small dog everywhere? It's so Ken Todd, but it's, like, so Orange County. And it's just, it makes me laugh. And Jen, I really, really, I really enjoy her. And then Noella, I just find to be beautiful and gorgeous gorgeous i do have some reservations about her befriending vicky and trying to get on the show and then befriending bronwyn to try to get yeah. on the show like that i'm like i feel there's a thirstiness here that makes it hard for me to like really want to jump in with her and everything in the first two episodes has felt very like oh my god isn't this thing crazy like the sex dungeon thing talking about being bisexual running up to although i did think that moment with max was very sweet at the party but again it feels like very like this is who i am this is my character what i am interested in is the stuff in the preview when she's like crying that her life is falling apart like that's i always i always love yeah i always love when like a housewife comes on and they think there's going to be this narrative about them they think they're going to be able to control the story and then their life takes a total turn and we see and that's the actual good stuff like that's what we want to see it doesn't yeah. we want to see their lives falling apart but that's real like that's what mm-hmm. we come to these shows for is vicky getting the phone call about her mom dying and falling on the floor like you know during Bethany, bunko that was during bunko you know like th- like those real human moments i think mm-hmm. are the things that keep us coming back it doesn't always yeah. have to be russell armstrong level but it i mean i think it should be like real shit that people deal with like there is a there is a fantasy element to it and there is an element of like you know living vicariously through these people but they still need to feel like people yeah you still need to have some sort of like relatability in some way and like to see like a woman who thinks that her life is one way to then have it come crashing down within her first season i was like oh that's that's a lot that's That's a lot and speaking of a woman whose life came crashing down (laughs) and it built herself back up gina gina (laughs) casita I die for her. I do like her a lot too. I liked her her first season when she came on because I liked that she bothered Vicky so much. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that conversation they had about God. 
Yeah. Because I yes. don't think oh, Gina, I forgot about that. That was the best. Because Gina was like, what is the problem? Like, what are you yeah. talking about? And Vicky was like, how dare you say that? Like, it felt so oh. funny to me. Yeah. And she really rattled Vicky by just being like herself. Like, yeah. yeah, like being a human being. And then she kind of fell off for me. And I think she fell off for a lot of people because she was in such a bad place. Such a dark spot. She was new and there was all this yeah. other shit going on, like with Kelly, like yeah. the whole show was unlikable. So it wasn't just her, but it didn't now help. She's back. Now, she's, now back. she's back. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live last night, by the way? After I scene? No. What happened? Fill me in. Andy, Co- Andy Cohen basically is like he everything he said to her was about getting her hair right. Finally, he like said it 15 times. He was like, by the way, I just got to say again, I'm so happy you figured your hair out. He's like, but also like normally housewives figured out in their second season. Why did it take you four seasons to figure out your hair? Like it was he would she... not he would not let up. And he's right. But it was just really funny to see him just going after her over and yeah, over. And she was like, OK, I fucking got it. <laughs> like, thank you. I, it's funny because I talked to her earlier this week and okay. and she's like she's amazing to talk yeah. to like she's so personable she's like a real person yeah. and like that's what I love about certain housewives is like they are like yeah I'm on a show I know yes. they're probably like I know it's not gonna last forever right I'm here it's fine but I had Tamara on on this podcast a few weeks ago and I brought up Gina and she was okay. like, oh, she looks great now because she has my glam team. I was like, oh, I was like, camera judge. I was like, you I, just can't help yourself. Well, she but, really can't. I mean, no, I mean, talk about, someone who has no, talk about someone who has nothing else going on. I mean, she to me, like, I love Tamara. I, I feel like I needed a, a oh. I needed a, a break, like a Dorinda yes. style break from her. Yeah. Because I think she also needed to be a little bit sort of like brought back down to reality. Because It was she, getting too much. She thought she was like, I'm the executive producer of the show. I run this show. And I think when that happens, Andy's like, but you're not. Yeah, <laughs> and you no be- one is bigger than the show. Correct. That's what people exactly. forget. Tell that to Teresa fans, just to bring, just to real quick. Yeah, bring it full circle. <laughs> no, Tell but I agree. Teresa fans. I want to ask you quickly, I'm curious. Oh my God, yeah. Would you, how do you feel about what Gina did telling Heather the thing about what Shannon had said about sort of Nicole. Like, do you feel like Gina did the right thing or do you feel like she did the wrong thing? I have, maybe this is controversial and maybe I'm missing something here. I don't get why they're all mad at Shannon about this. Am I crazy? No, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's, I think it's all confusing. I think think Shannon was was just like, I didn't know to bring it up to you. I didn't like, I don't think Shannon thought about it. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, wait, yeah. And to be fair, that. Shannon did do it off camera when they weren't filming. Like she did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she didn't tell them in a scene and then was like, but don't tell them. She literally right. told them like when they were not filming and then they're the ones who brought it on the show. So I get yeah. that. But I also do get where Gina was coming from. Like if you're trying to befriend Heather and it does come out that you knew, I, yeah, I think you would feel shitty. Yeah. Well, it's confusing because like we said a little bit earlier about Heather kind of and Terry kind of being like, it's okay that you sued me 18 years ago. It's totally yeah. fine. It, so it makes it for me confusing because it's like, she's not mad that this happened. She's mad that they were talking about it. I mean, yeah, not- it's confusing. I do feel like it's, we're never going to talk about it again though. Like I, I think, I think Heather has been very clear. What, I want to know what happens later on in the season because Nicole doesn't come back. 
I mean, I don't think Nicole's coming back in any of these episodes. Or was she no, in the, that's was, what I mean. Like, is this well, it? I think, I think I, yeah. I mean, I think Heather's like, no, no, we're done with that person who yeah. sued my husband and didn't tell me yeah. and befriended me for six years. Like, it's crazy. It's And the other thing, too, that's fucking sketchy is I think there's an element of it. She, I think Nicole thought she could get away with it because her last name changed. So they would mm-hmm. never connect the dots. And to me, yeah. that feels very deceptive intentionally. That's like sociopathic. Yeah, I know. Which you kind of That's love like in a housewife weird. normally. <laughs> yeah, normally I'm like all, I'm on board. <laughs> and like, I like, there's something about Nicole I, I that I like because I think she's really, really beautiful. And she's, I really like beautiful. looking at beautiful yeah. women on TV. Totally. But like, she's clearly, there's a screw loose. And I mean, I get why Heather was upset about just the whole situation. I bet she was like, I was trying to have this nice party. And oh my God, this, the amount of sushi, the amount of like that went to waste is so gross to me and sad. Like I would have driven to OC. It would have taken me two hours, eaten all of it and been fine. I would have gotten mercury poisoning and been thrilled. Would have been thrilled. You should, you should have. I know. I mean, Heather needs to let me know when these things happen. I, I mean, she did some $37,000 on this party. $37,000. $37,000. And what was funny was Terry wasn't even mad. Like that's how much no. money they have. Terry did not care that she spent $37,000 on a sushi party. He was just mad that no like, one ate the sushi. Yeah. He's like, no one even ate it. No, he's like, like, I'm so, know. he's like, I'm so sorry. That was such a pretty party you planned. Like their, their marriage me, is crazy. Amazing. I was just going to say that to me, they have, they are one of the most underrated Bravo couples. I agree because they're not going anywhere. No, they're staying yep. together. I yep. think they love each other. I, do I think too. they're great teammates. I yes. think they're great partners. I think he loves that she kind of runs the show. Oh, well, he can't do anything in that house. He doesn't even see his children. He, there was that, wasn't there that one baby that he like never even oh, saw yeah. after it was born yeah. because he was so yeah, busy. Yeah, Coco. Yes. Yeah. The, the thing that I think keeps them together is they were together before he had all the money. And I yes. think when you get like rich, like they're rich, you have to trust the people who were there for you before all that happened. Yeah. And I just, I love their family life. Like I think I know, it's really cute. And their kids, and their kids are so grown up. Those split screens in the premiere. I was like, I'm going to kill myself right now. I'm so I old. literally, I know. I was like, that's weird. I haven't aged a day. It's really weird. That these kids that's, are old. That's how I saw last night at the Sex and the City new premiere. Sarah Jessica Parker brought James Wilkie, her son, who I remember being born and is now 19 years old. 19 years old. And also her kids are such mysteries. I know. that I I was like, I didn't know what he would look like. And then I I got to see him and I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, he's an adult now. And then there's the two twins, right? She had twins. Yeah. Twin girls. Twin girls. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, maybe they'll make their debut at 19 as well, but I know oh, it's such an, it's crazy. Amazing. But anyway, it was just, I'm, I'm loving OC. I'm so happy. It's back. I'm so happy. Heather's back. It I'm just, so I, I, I look forward to it and I've never looked forward to OC in its entire, even when I was watching it, I wouldn't look forward to it like this. And I cannot yeah. wait to watch it now. Oh my God. Well, Jared, this was so much fun having you like, on. You definitely, will you come back if I ask I will you? literally come back anytime you want me to come back, Sam. Will you tell everybody where they can find you on social? I'm at Jared Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, but don't follow me there because it's not that interesting. I love that. Okay. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Hot Up The Mess. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, new episodes come out every Tuesday and Friday. And I'll see you guys around the gram. Bye. Big tobacco cigarette butts filter practically nothing and are made of microplastics that are toxic and cunning. More than 15,000 fibers lurk in every cigarette butt you see. Could they harm your families? Quite possibly. They could end up inside of you, your bodies, their prey. New studies even indicate possible links to mutations in DNA. An evil lie with the future's worth of harm. To the world, now you know. So sound the alarm. Learn more at undo.org. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org.